The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As we uh, head over to City Hall, we want to hit a couple of topics with our next guest. City finances, transit, the NHL among them all. So let's get to it. Mayor Don Iveson joining me this afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jaylen. Thanks for having me on. All right, let's start with uh, with this report yesterday that, that, that came out suggesting that, you said that Edmonton might park its buses and LRT for the season. You went on Twitter this morning clarifying that. Can you tell us what happened there and your, and your, and your thoughts and, and what the truth is? Sure. Uh, well, we have already cut back considerably on a number of non-essential services, uh, which in my heart of hearts I feel are essential too. Recreation centers, which are closed, libraries, which are closed. We've cut back on transit service hours because demand is down 70 to 80 percent. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that fall in ridership, uh, we are out about $10 million a month in transit revenue. Now, some of that's offset with the uh, with the lower service levels and the layoffs uh, that we've done in this area, but there's still uh, a hole getting deeper every single day, uh, not just with transit, but with a number of our different services. Now, we've balanced the budget pressure uh, for out to September at this lower level of transit service, but with relaunch coming faster, we probably need to put more transit service on as we get into phase two and three to keep people at a a safe and healthy physical distance. I just don't have the budget to do that right now. And lots of people are saying, well, just start charging fares again. We eliminated that so people the back of the bus. And even if I started charging again right away here, uh, it's a fraction because ridership Mm. is lower. And that's assuming I could collect it safely, which we haven't figured out how to do. So we're, we're in real challenging times here with thinking about how to ramp up transit later in the year with economic relaunch it's critical for labor mobility it's critical for essential services and and so we're looking at a variety of different options i floated is there a seasonal cutback so that we could put more in later and uh public response to that has been uh has been overwhelming that people believe it's a public service an essential service and we need to keep uh funding it and this is why we've gone to the provincial and federal governments and said Cities across the country need urgent aid for our budgets to support essential services uh, like public transit. And without that, we're having to look at options we would have never considered before. So we're not going to cut back uh, transit at this time when people need it to get to work, uh, to be crystal clear. Uh, But in order to fund the ramp up of it, uh, I'm going to have to either look at cuts to other services or higher taxes. We're now at the wall. We've laid off 4,200 people already. My options are quite limited. We're now into desperate times, and so these are some of the kinds of options that are being explored. But to be clear, uh, that was something that was floated, but not something that we're going to pursue. You you talk about the, the potential might having to look at cuts to other services. What services could potentially be cut? Like, what what options are there still? Well, we're, we're down to essential services. We're in a state yeah. of local emergency. Our costs are higher because uh, we have PPE for all of our frontline workers, which is uh, millions of dollars a month and additional cost for us. 
um, and uh, and our revenues are way down. And we're deferring revenue collection for property taxes and utilities to support people. Uh, and so we're in really tough. We can manage out to a certain point, but we've been saying for six or eight weeks now that there is a financial cliff for cities. And the federal government has started to hear us, but said provinces need to step up because cities are provincial jurisdiction. And so the 13 mayors of our region, like our regional mayors in the GTA and in Vancouver, wrote to our premiers um, uh, last week and said, look, we need urgent help here and we need you to go to Ottawa. And if you can't uh, afford it, then we need you to ask Ottawa on our behalf um, because Ottawa has said you have to go to the table and ask on our behalf. So we've said, look, this is now desperate times. You know, the, the services that we're still running are essentially the essential services, police, fire, transit, drainage, water, you know, we shouldn't have to cut any of those areas because they're all critical to uh, public safety and, and mobility. So some of the other cuts I could make without laying people off and compromising services would basically be infrastructure cutbacks. And precisely when other governments are talking about pumping money into the economy in order to jumpstart things and create jobs, I'd have to be scaling back in order to fund things like ramping up public transit to get people to the very jobs that we would not be creating by moving into austerity. So we've been sounding the alarm here fairly politely in our modest Canadian way across the country for several weeks and uh, a couple of months, actually. And the mayors are now starting across the country. I've been on a number of calls with them. We're all starting to get a little more agitated and a little more direct in our appeal to uh, premiers and the federal government to take this issue seriously. All right, and that's what I was going to ask you about because, I mean, the last time I talked to you, this this was a part of our conversation then. You have been saying it all along when we started to get the, the, the numbers, the hole that the city was in uh, because of COVID-19 and the, and the situation. Um, are, are these requests just simply then falling on deaf ears? Has there been any conversation? Has there been any back and forth between the province? You, you suggested that the federal government is listening a little bit closer. What's What's going on with the province? Well, uh, the conversation for the first month was very much let's let's get an assessment of our numbers and our costs because we didn't even know that. We had to do quite a bit of math and amend our budgets. And so cities worked closely together across the country. We compared notes very carefully uh, with Calgary as well about uh, what the Alberta situation is. Uh, and so we spent the first month kind of doing the math and making sure that we had our numbers straight. Um, and that's how we produced that $10, $15 billion exposure across the country that we uh, uh, brought forward a, a couple of weeks ago through the Federation of Canadian Municipalities on behalf of urban and rural uh, jurisdictions uh, across the country based on a tally. And the other thing is the first month of this crisis was all about supporting vulnerable people households and small businesses and and they needed to be the priority then and so we hung back while we put our numbers together for the last months we've been sounding the alarm and the federal government said you're preachers of the province which was a little bit different than what we're used to which is you know this federal government's been very friendly to local governments and and to cities in particular notwithstanding the constitutional implications uh, because they believe that building great Canadian cities will help drive the economy to the benefit of all Canadians and and so do we but then in this case you know economic recovery is is potentially at risk if we can't ramp up transit and we're moving into austerity in our cities 
just when we need to be bouncing back. So, so I think there's some sympathy in certain quarters in Ottawa, but they're also saying provinces have to be part of it. So the mayors have shifted for the last week and said provincial governments need to be uh, a part of this conversation. And sadly, those conversations play out at the first minister's table behind a closed mm-hmm. door. So we don't really know what's happening there, but we've made it plain in the letter that the 13 mayors in our region sent to the Minister of Municipal Affairs, who's from Edmonton, uh, and and familiar with our region, and to the Minister of Finance and to the Premier, that this is a very urgent issue for all of us, particularly these transit issues. But all, all across the board, we're, we've been hit really hard and don't have a lot more places to cut or go to the well for revenue. Mm-hmm. That's going to make a, it's a huge challenge uh, ahead of the city of Edmonton right now, cities right across the country. Um, just switching gears um, slightly, Mayor, I, I'm wondering your thoughts on the relaunch so far. I mean, we we got into it last week. Um, I know that you're probably out and about on the weekend, what you saw, how you're feeling about where we are and and how Albertans and Edmontonians are doing with it. You know, I, I think this is... Uh this has been one of the bright spots actually is that overall Albertans have been really good notwithstanding a couple of very serious outbreaks in the southern part of our province but but Calgarians and Edmontonians people across the province have really listened to Dr. Hinshaw's advice and done the right thing and we've kept this thing from getting away from us for the most part and uh, allowed us to start to gingerly move into uh, a relaunch phase but there were 283 inspections of businesses over the weekend 97 percent uh compliance rate in the data that i saw here and the folks uh who had issues were issued warnings and and really want to do the right thing it's just getting the message out getting the details right so edmontonians as patrons have been really patient and and good and observant of the rules and uh, the businesses that have chosen to reopen are by and large doing the right thing so that's gonna that's gonna help us keep a lid on uh, the spread of this virus um, in our community and and so I'm really pleased with how that's worked out so far wanted to touch base on this one as as well we were talking about it on the show yesterday uh, the city you working with uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group on uh, this bid to be a host city for the NHL resumption of play um, you sounded pretty excited about this and um, you know a firm believer that Edmonton could do a really great really great job and you know there'd be some pretty great be- uh, impacts and, and benefits for the city for this as well well I mean I was five years old when the uh, Oilers won the first Stanley <laughs> Cup. Uh, I think it was something like 36 years ago yesterday or something. And uh, I remember that parade at, uh, at at the old City Hall, actually, in, in Churchill Square. And uh, so, you know, I'm as, I'm as big a fan as anyone. Well, maybe not as anyone. They're probably bigger fans out there. But... <laughs> But um, the opportunity uh, to have something, you know, really positive that we can rally around um, in professional sport, and particularly with our team having such a good year, we thought, of course, we want to do this, uh, provided two big caveats, provided one that Dr. Hinshaw and all the medical experts uh, uh, for the benefit of the players, uh, the workers uh, in the venues, the the hotel staff, all the other people who would have to be involved in this can be uh, can be dealt with safe safely. So with a mm-hmm. big public health caveat first, 
uh, and we've had lots of assurance from the NHL and from the Oilers that they take that very seriously too. And the second caveat is that uh, this is not something the city is obviously based on their earlier conversation in a position to invest any money in. Um, in fact, the the proposition could include the use of some of our recreation centers, which are closed right now uh, under public health restrictions. So as quarantine facilities uh, where there's good ice um, uh, as a place for the teams to, to practice. And that would bring some much needed revenue to the city. We've, we've been clear that we would expect all costs to be covered but if that allows me to hire back some some zamboni drivers and uh and yep. some other folks uh to keep the lights on in these facilities bring some uh some revenue from the league into this small market which has been so madly hockey loyal for so long <laughs> uh that would be a good thing for us and it would come at no cost to the city just to be crystal clear about uh um, it would be net positive for us and for the hotels and all the others and and we could show off these brilliant recreation centers that we built to the world as practice facilities and of course Rogers Place which is yeah. kind of the diamond of the league as a building so so we think it's worth pursuing with the public health and cost caveat uh, Mayor before I let you go and I want to thank you for joining me uh, today I know you have a busy schedule back to the transit conversation back to the financial situation I know I think there's a another meeting tomorrow of the uh, the emergency management uh, committee uh, where things will be discussed can you give us an idea of what you're expecting to come out of that and what we might hear tomorrow afternoon sure well last week I had uh, asked a number of questions about uh, our ramp up scenarios on transit just as we were to relaunch um, and in the first phase there's a little bit of uptick in demand potentially so lots more people are walking and biking uh, and finding different ways to get to work when it's warmer out here uh, so we're monitoring the demand on the system but obviously you know early days we got into a situation where the buses were packed trying to right size the service uh, yeah. when demand was was imploding initially during the beginning stage of work from home so uh, as more people go back to work at whatever rate um, relaunch happens that's going to have an impact on the transit system um, and so more riders obviously is, is normally a good thing and even if we're able to find a safe way to collect fares from them there's still going to be a huge incremental cost to adding buses back into the system and I'd love to be able to rehire those drivers find a safe way to collect fares uh, and and make sure that the service is there with the uh, with the appropriate distance so I asked a bunch of questions about scenarios and costs related to ramping up uh, that I'm hopeful we'll get some high-level information on uh, uh, at this meeting tomorrow because we want to keep the system safe and allow people to maintain distance on it uh, as people start to go back to work and go back out in the community but again I got to know what the bottom line number on that, mm -hmm. that is so that I can communicate that to Minister Madhu, Minister Taves, the Premier, and the federal government so that we can get some help with this and um, not raise property taxes to cover it. Have you put any timeline on with the province, with with Minister Madhu, about when you need your, you know a drop-dead timeline here? Well, I think we've <laughs> been asking nicely for a month uh, for some attention on this and, and the minister is well aware of the issue and has acknowledged it uh, at, at a high level on a number of conference calls and and uh, um, and so it's I guess we're not in a position to put a deadline on this other than okay. that the problem gets deeper uh, every week um, every and, and we would expect provincial and federal governments 
um, to uh, to take this issue seriously. We understand that uh, the premiers and the prime minister are going to be discussing it tomorrow night on their call. And so I hope folks like yourself will have hard questions for provincial and federal leaders on Friday about what they came up with. All right. We'll be watching closely. Thanks for this, Mayor Don Iveson. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks, Jalen. All right. Take care, Mayor Don Iveson, uh, chatting with us this afternoon about uh, the financial situation that the province has found itself in, and especially as it tries to get transit uh, back up and running and making some money off of it.